I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Listen, I trust Mike T wholeheartedly, man. Did the Steelers feel the same way about you? I don't send messages, I just make moves. Only making moves. It's the podcast that asks, what Jin's talking about? Exposing all your hot and toxic takes in the four eyes. It's Kyle Kreis across from me in the hoodie. It's Greg Benevin. Hello. And I wear glasses whenever I'm not on this podcast. I'm trying a different look today. We've seen, I don't know. I you can look see, good. You look nice. Uh, well, for you those do. watching at home on the, uh, on the YouTube, let me know in the comments, glasses <laughs> or no, or uh, maybe, maybe this Kyle, maybe shaving or no, maybe try that <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Coming up in the second half of today's show, we got our hands on the playlist that's played in the locker room. Oh, The artists, maybe you're not familiar, but maybe you want to get familiar. You want to be on the same wavelength of the players, like get on these today on, on, uh, you know, get on board with the young today as artists. Wow. Believe me, no more, uh, you know, Joe Hayden and Ben are gone. No more (laughs) Jelly Roll on the playlist. (laughs) I didn't even realize Jelly Roll was around when those guys were on the team. I don't know. Maybe they listen, they, they were maybe, who knows who they were listening to. No more cowboy hats on uh, the. That uh, could be. That sounds about right. We'll have the playlist that the Steelers play with. Play two. Okay, whatever. <laughs> That's coming up in the second half. Side B. Yeah, yeah. Scroll ahead. <laughs> Pass the commercials. Um. <clears throat> But it's the same old, same old, man. All the, you know, we had art came out and said it. We should have all went to a Bermuda vacation after right. art was like, hey, you know, no blockbuster trade. See you when free agency starts in six weeks or something. Right. right. But no. Ugh. Instead, we've got your hot takes. Let mm. us get to those takes. Come on. There we go. Starting with it's QB talk again. Oh, I should, I, I forgot to play the song. <laughs> That's right. It's QB talk again. QB 22 plus 2. Okay. <laughs> I was bouncing along even with the part you only heard. <laughs> oh, I'm getting emails. Great. Uh-oh. Was, was that a licensed song, uh, Hanna-Barbera? Sorry. <laughs> It all started with, again, a bunch of, it's it's like, is it, it's not even he said, she said of tweets. It's more like tweet said, tweets, okay, whatever. At Pro Football Talk, the Steelers have apparent internal division as to whether Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph should be starting quarterback in 2024. Either way, they reportedly aren't interested in acquiring a veteran starter at the position. What? There's got to be more to it than this headline, Right. Because it comes from, it comes from King Insider, 
Jerry Dulac with the with the headline. This is this is what got me, man. Right. It's like okay, if you are trying to break news here, mm-hmm. you sure didn't uh, put it in the headline. <laughs> you surely hit it in the. In the great headline, I know headline writers are different than the columnist writers. Certainly, it's a yes. different person. But mm-hmm. with the with the incredible headline, Steelers positional analysts analysis speak. Kyle Kenny Pickett <laughs> stands alone in the QB room. That's 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 a pretty definitive headline. There's no there's no question mark. There's not a lot of room for interpretation. Well, that is until. <laughs> Uh, until the other sites, got, you know, broke down into the article. This is the, uh, this is the quote. If we go three paragraphs in, the quote from Dulac is, "In fact, there appears to be some internal division that maybe Mason Rudolph should be the starter after the way he finished the 2023 season, winning the final three regular season games to gain entry into the playoffs." Okay, there's, I mean, that's that's, uh, there's nothing necessarily scandalous with that with that reporting. Although, if that is the headline, then put put that in the headline, you know. Right. Um, but I think this is the headline, and it's buried with the second to last paragraph. Mm-hmm. In any event, the Steelers are not interested in bringing in a quarterback who wants to be a starter. That would include Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, and, and probably even, let's not be certain, probably even <laughs> Russell Wilson, who has a connection with the Steelers. He does. Is, I mean, it, that, to me, this is the bigger uh, the headline than, uh, you know, oh, I mean, some people like May, some people like Kenny. Right. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. What's, what I do think, though, is, is is interesting here is that everything you just said absolutely fits underneath a headline that says Pickett stands alone in QB room. Like all of these facts back up that headline. Yeah. Uh, yes, this is this is true. Uh, where's the ding sound? Sorry, I got, well, I got <laughs> no, one hand oh, on the... No, you are crushing it. You are doing good. Okay. Uh, let's dig even deeper, though, because... The takes. This is still all based on <laughs> based on this Dulac report at BT Steel Curtain behind the Steel Curtain. Steeler players reportedly politicked. Oh boy, for Mason Rudolph to be the starter. Uh, who would who would they be politicking to? Would it be their position coaches? Would they be going to Tomlin themselves? Who's who? You know who's who's uh, grandstanding? Uh, you, you beat me to it. And also, how are we defining politicking in this context? Because it, it, frankly, politicking sounds a lot like pounding the table. Yes, who's exactly who's pounding the table for whom here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and whose table is it? And where is that table? I do think that I mean I, I imagine a lot of this and it kind of fits under this is very very well could be some players to be like, wow, Mason played really well. I hope he gets a chance to start. He should. Like if a guy says that uh, to oh, another player, says it to a coach or something, I mean, I'm not going to fault him for that. That's a valid opinion you could have as a colleague, as a co-employee. It, uh, but again, that is that is that politicking? Yeah, he's not texting Tomlin, you know, like uh, in the off season, like, hey, let's make Mace happen. And it's like, who's this? Oh, this is George, you know. Like, <laughs> right. It's not like they're showing up in Tomlin's office. They'll be like, I called you here because I want to have a very serious meeting. It should be Mason that starts this year. Like he's crying and he has his hat over his chest. None of this is happening, but okay. Um, well, uh, if, if people are politicking for Mason, mm-hmm. uh, there, you know, Kenny has to have a response. And in fact, my sources Uh-oh. have found the, uh, the, I guess it's a political ad, I guess for Kenny, uh, you, you know, if, if people are politicking for Mason, someone has to politic for Kenny. And I have found that 
political propaganda. Let's mm. uh, let's let's. Uh, oh, if only the sound. You know, they're trying to. They don't want the public. They don't want the public to hear it. Here Censorship. is. Here is an exclusive of the uh, the the Kenny political ad. At Levin Furniture, we believe that Kenny deserves one last chance at quarterback. That's why we've launched our last chance sales event. One last chance to get the deal of a lifetime. 65% off doorbusters, a triple sales tax discount. And no interest for 72 months or whenever Kenny gets benched. And the first 50 customers will have a shot at our giveaway. Match the key with the unlock car door, and you could drive away with Kenny's car. It's our last chance sales event only at Levin's. Wow, you know, the the, uh, the corporate power of Levin stepping up for Kenny there. Uh, it's, it's after all he's done for them. It's nice that they're doing that for him. Uh, you know, I guess we'll have to, you know, let the decide in the ballot box this fall. Absolutely. Yeah, we have. Yeah, there's there's certainly quite a campaign to be run over the course of this spring and summer. It's, uh, uh, Mace is not under contract. Why? Right. Okay. It's, He's not technically an employee. So that. Yeah. It, all right. Let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let's let uh, someone had the guts to dig deeper Uh-oh. into the politicking. Who was politicking for whom? Luckily, uh, you know, the PPG may be more in the like the fan these days. But Uh-oh. across the street at the Trib, mm. we've got at Tim Benz, PGH, Tim Benz. Source claims some Steelers don't want preferred chance for Kenny Pickett. What? What does this mean? Do we have a quote? Yes. Okay. What I was told by a source is that there is a contingent within the Steelers that believes the franchise doesn't need to acquiesce to giving Kenny Pickett another preferred chance to start after Rudolph won over the locker room, particularly the wide receivers room. Mm. So it sounds like this source uh, might be might possibly be from the wide receivers yeah, room. It does sound like it's if you were trying to figure out where did the leak occur, it's the place that's referenced in the leak. So uh, and and who and who are, we're not talking about Calvin Austin. He's not right. Like, I, I can't. I mean, that'd be funny. I mean, if it was like him or Miles Boykin that was out there, you know, telling these stories. But yeah, that again, this is uh, you know, it, 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 you don't have to be a detective to maybe trace this one back. So you know, if if I mean, is that the reason why uh, you know Mason? You know, is that the reason why things went down at the end of the season last season with Mason? Because the players liked him instead of Kenny? No. Oh, no, 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 no. no? It's because Mason came in and played well. I mean, that's they, they liked him because he played better. I mean, that's just reading through um, Kovacevic's site, among other places uh, throughout the court, those last during the, the month of Mason, Mason, December, whatever it was, there was a lot of uh, Kovacevic himself would write about, hey, these guys say all the right things on the record. Then off the record, they're like, why do you think we're happy? Of course we are. Mason's played great. And uh, everyone noticed exactly how it went. So, yeah, so I do believe there are players that want Mason to stick around. But, you know, if somebody throws a lot of money at Mason, which is still very possible, then uh, it doesn't matter who's leaking about what. 
So, uh, I mean, does this, it's like, shoot, if you bring back Mason and you're going to have maybe this uh, locker room that is kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, Team Mace, Team Kenny, um, then maybe it's, is it best to just let Mace walk and let's bring in uh, a Ryan Tannehill type? Well, I th- that, I believe, would be the kind of a situation where Mason comes back and there is a divided locker room and there is a, a resistance within the locker room. That's exactly the kind of scenario that Mike Tomlin is built for. I mean, that is exactly a Tomlin thing to be able to bring this locker room together. I mean, this is like a great opportunity for Tomlin, and that's exactly how he would approach it. Uh, yeah. Listen, I trust Mike T wholeheartedly. Man. Kenny trusts him, so mm-hmm. uh, you're right. That's a good point. That's a that's a situation built for Coach T. And also, too, no, I mean, that's a funny clip you always play with Kenny saying, I trust Mike too wholeheartedly. But if Mason were to come back, then that means Mason trusts Tomlin, too, to give him a real competition this time. And who has he has to trust Tom after everything, their history, there has to be uh, some, you know, between the Miles Garrett stuff and the mm-hmm. starting benching. And uh, right. there has to be some kind of history there. Right. Exactly. How could there not be? I mean, it's I understand yeah. that, you know, Tomlin maybe didn't go to Mason as early as he should have. But Tomlin was also instrumental in bringing Mason back to have a job this year. Yeah, that's right. When no one else wanted him, when he was left at the por- at the porch of the orphanage, uh, we we brought him. But now here he is, going to get some big bucks. Um, okay, let's not. We're not just talking about Mace and Kenny. There's uh, there's some last uh, farewell hot takes on the Mitch front. Come on. Thank you. Tweet from at Steel Nation. Steeler Nation. Steelers made huge tone-deaf mistake on draft night 2022, <laughs> causing issues with Mitchu Trubisky shortly after Kenny Pickett was selected. What? Huge! Huge! This, this is the first I'm hearing of this. What are these tone-deaf mistakes? Um, where, who, where is this coming from? Well, it looks like Dulac, uh, you know, that little, uh, that article from Dulac there gets him everywhere. He's on uh, Rich Eisen. Oh, I don't have the sound bite, but I, I do okay. have the quote. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, trust me on my word that I'm quoting him accurately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when, when they draft Kenny, he receives a message talking about Mitch. Mitch receives a message from someone who, uh, who would matter mm-hmm. asking him to say, Hey, now that we have Kenny Pickett, could you text him and congratulate him? No wonder Mitch Trubisky spent the next four or five months looking over his shoulder as to what all was going to come down to me. That was not just tone deaf. And believe me, that did happen. All right. So yeah, <laughs> I believe that, uh, you know, either Bert or maybe even Tomlin or, uh, Omar himself said, Hey, uh, text Kenny, you know, welcome to Pittsburgh because yeah. that is a, 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 a teamly thing to do you know i also believe from what i know of mitch trubisky they didn't need to send him that text i believe he would have done that in and of himself what we know of mitch i mean mitch's play on the field was not up to par but mitch is a stellar guy and uh, the idea that this is a huge tone deaf mistake is absolutely hilarious and who you know and uh, i'm guessing dulac source is someone from mitch or from mitch's camp on that because who else he's like someone who would have knowledge you know who else would uh would have knowledge to a text between Mitch and a someone of importance. Oh yeah. Mitch doesn't strike me as a person that reads a lot of his text messages to those around him. Like this is somebody that would absolutely know. And two, I mean, this is, you know, if, 
if this is the worst thing that comes out of the Mitch breakup, that's pretty uh, uh, friendly yeah, on both yeah. sides. <laughs> I mean, it's it's and again, if you know he completes that pass against the Pats, or it uh, he you know they manage to cover the tight end against the Cards, maybe we're uh, 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 never going through Mitch's old texts. Well, you know, then uh, one of the last things that Dulek said, because Rich Eisen asked him, you know, what else did uh, did the team ask Mitch to do? <laughs> and Dulek laughed and said he can't put the rest of it out there. Like, what could there possibly, you know, what other, isn't, first off, is that, isn't that your job as the journalist covering the team, that if there's something out there to report, maybe to go out and try to report it, if there's something out there, like the team is, uh, you know, making demands of your quarterbacks or something? <laughs> well, know? I mean, I do believe that there's a lot, I mean, I know nothing about uh, actual reporting or journalism because we're talking about sports, but I also believe that there's probably a lot of stuff that's off the record that they can't talk about. I mean, just from reading Kovacevic, site for the last so many years i believe that by that same token i can't believe we're talking about this i mean you know what i mean like it's who is i'm just trying to envision who is the audience for like the hot takes of how they did mitch wrong the guy that they gave 20 million dollars to go like two and six or whatever like it's it's mitch mitch ended up fine from the steelers thing again mitch made i want to say over 20 million dollars in his two years here mitch is okay mitch can feel aggrieved about a text from two years ago i don't believe he's really aggrieved about that text but uh, whatever things mitch had to do for kenny i'm sure any of us would have done them for 20 million dollars <laughs> i don't send messages i just make moves it wasn't coach coach doesn't send uh, text messages apparently <laughs> uh you know uh, yeah i i just don't see this like this what, what's the what's the word he uses um Acrimony, uh, tone oh. deaf, tone yeah. deaf. You know, right. remember this was the uh, you know Mitch. Uh, Mitch's wife has the same birthday as Kenny, and they had the dual party. Are you right. trying to say that uh, you know he was forced to hold this joint party together? Is that why there's two separate cakes for the two birthday people? Yeah, I, I, I and also I can see that being a thing at like again the very beginning of their relationship but kenny and mitch formed an actual relationship as friends uh, it's no matter how it started with a text messages also what's the alternative to him not sending that text mitch just sulking like what you know just like sitting in a dark room and pouting about them drafting picket that's just so bizarre to me this story you know it's but it is uh once again, I, we said a couple weeks ago, watch how the PPG is going to be more more like the fan with their kind of like anti. And this isn't necessarily an anti team, but it is kind of like stir the pot kind of take. Like, obviously, this is there's an intentional, um, you know, maliciousness to the wording. This was just tone deaf of the team to ask Mitch to text a teammate. You know how uh, it's, it's just ridiculous. Isn't this the guy who invited everyone down to work out with him? You know, oh right. my, how tone deaf uh, to ask this team, this teammate. Was he the the team captain uh, that first year? Yes, and oh, maintained it know. as well. Oh, how tone deaf it is to ask your team captain to to make these kind of texts. So I think I don't know. I think there's a, a an intentional maliciousness to the 
to the conversation here that Mr. Dulac had. I believe it. I also believe that there's how on earth are you going to get Steeler clicks between now and the start of free agency? We're not even at the combine. I mean, you talked about stirring the pot. This is stirring the coldest pot imaginable. <laughs> this is a cold soup. Right, right. We're stirring right. the. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't just, get any warmer. Just like, yeah, <laughs> just just this broth. It's been sitting out for eight hours. Like. Uh, well, we're not done with the QB takes. And I, I didn't even want to bring this one up, but I was just like, I guess we got to if, you know. Uh, he looks like he's riding some kind of roller coaster in this picture. <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking about at the standard 412, the standard. Chad Johnson says Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson will join the Steelers this season. A little birdie told me. And I said this many shows ago, Russell Wilson's coming on over to the Steelers. I was I was like, is this really the quote? I had to go and hear it. Let's uh let's hear. Is this really what um what Ocho had to say? We gotta work on the Steelers. Now I if 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 a little birdie told me. What? I, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm a little birdie told me. What? And I said this many shows ago. What? If Russell Wilson coming on over there to the Steelers. We got to work on the Steelers now. What? So a little birdie. Who is Ocho's little birdie? Uh, I, I mean, th- th- this is even weirder to me than the last <laughs> thing. I mean, it's why why would Russell Wilson come to a place where he's not going to get to be the preferred choice to start? Where I mean, I assume there has to be another team somewhere more desperate for a starter than this. I, I this this one's even weirder to me. I mean, the Wilson thing, unless he's playing for the league minimum because he's like, I love Tomlin that much. I, I don't get Wilson at all. Yeah, I mean. You know, we we already heard from our no real blockbuster trade unless mm-hmm. it was a real big fake out mm-hmm. uh, that would include one Russell Wilson, right? It's certainly, or it's, and I don't even know what the circumstances are that would get him out of Denver because don't they owe him a bunch of money and they'd basically have to cut him and then you pay him like a million dollars and the Broncos give him like twenty million. And I, I mean, the whole thing is, is every part of Russell Wilson in Denver is befuddling to me. What happens after it will probably be equally befuddling. I laugh at that. Yeah. What befuddling. Does that mean funny? Um, yeah. We'll say <laughs> yes, yeah. confusing, but we'll settle for funny. Um, more, more QB talk because, you know, I think my, should I give you my, uh, what my prediction is, is my prediction is just like what I think mm-hmm. would be the most logical thing at this point would, when we talked about it before was, mm-hmm. you know, offer Mason the Mitch money that, uh, yeah. you gave him, uh, before the start of free agency, you, yeah. take, uh, not, you know, not necessarily take it or leave it, but take it now if you want, right. uh, but if you want to test the market, then the Steelers are going to be active in that market. Maybe, yes. and maybe you come back to us, maybe not, but you know, and then maybe we get a Ryan Tannehill or a Josh Dobbs or a, uh, AJ McCarron or, you know, I don't, you mm-hmm. know, um, but that kind of strategy is not a fan favorite. <laughs> if you're at Michael Beck, 56, Michael Beck, if the Steelers go into 2024 with some combination of Pickett, Rudolph Tannehill, a rookie, and it fails, people should lose their jobs over it. This is a quarterback-driven league. Haven't people already lost their jobs in this past year? We saw Matt Canada, Mitch Trubisky, um, uh, you know, Faulkner and Sullivan didn't get to keep their promotion. You know, it's like uh, the fact that, it's you know, he's making it sound like, you know, 
people got to lose their jobs now. It's like, okay, we're, we've already, people have already lost their jobs. Um, this is probably, uh, you know, maybe not the rookie, but I would say Pickett, Rudolph, Tannehill. That's probably more likely than anything else we've talked about. Yes, and and, and you're 100% right. And to piggyback on what you said, if this fails, people should lose their jobs over it. Yes, they will. Kenny Pickett, yeah. he will lose the job if this fails. That's maybe the Rudolph and Tannehill. I would imagine if they bring Rudolph, if they bring Rudolph back, he's less likely to lose his job other than Tannehill. But uh, but yeah, this 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 is it's a quarterback driven league, and if this fails, Kenny Pickett is going to lose his job as the starter for this team, and they'll move on from him and try to figure out something else. Yes. A lot of the talk, people were saying, "Let we we're going to get that fourth round, fifth round rookie." I'm I'm like I don't necessarily need a rookie quarterback. I would rather get another veteran of the ilk of you know of an inexpensive ilk like you know. Flacco, Dobbs, that silk, that silk, that sort. Yeah, or the um, Jacoby Brissett type, including possibly <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> yeah, he might be a little bit uh, outpriced for like a number three, but I don't need a fourth or fifth run rookie. I don't need another T. Martin or another, um, you know, someone of that ilk. I, I see. I do see your argument with that. I, I, I'm fine with them drafting a quarterback there. I do think it was in one of the other many, many media hits that Dulac has done in the last two weeks where he said the Steelers were probably going to look at a quarterback in the sixth or seventh round, which is what they did last year, too, except they really liked Trice and that uh, offensive lineman that played like four positions or whatever. But the idea of pair of giving either Pickett or Mason or whoever it is is the, the long-term starter. They do want to get them a long-term, young, cheap backup. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I do think Dulac said something like they were looking at a sixth or seventh round pick as a quarterback. Um, like two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Oladokun. Right, know, exactly. Someone, yes. someone you can find in the seventh round. Who I round. think was also helping some of those kids after the shooting. I mean, like, that dude is everywhere over there. It, uh, I mean, they're obviously not all going to be Purdy or Brady, but, I mean, they could be, like, uh, uh, a guy that just, you know, was a backup for seven or eight years, at, uh, that, which I think is kind of the idea. Okay, well, tell me. I've got a list here of the uh, free uh, agent quarterbacks. Uh, um, you tell me who you're – I don't know. Do we want to do red light as in no, orange light as in – or yellow light as in, like, possibly, and uh, green light as in go for it? Okay. It, uh, already, just looking at this list, there are names I don't recognize, <laughs> so that's a good start. Okay, well, we'll uh, I think this is in order of uh, expected salary or, you know, something like that. Okay. So there's – Kurt Cousins. It's just way too much money. Unless he wants to come here on the Tomlin, the big Tomlin discount, no. I would say if it was a one year, you know, he wants that, right. like 25, 35. All right, do it for one year, but, you know, nothing beyond that. Uh, Tannehill. Tannehill seems to be the flavor of the of the moment. Yeah, just because he's an Arthur Smith guy, and it seems to be that he could uh, do this. That's I, I'll take him if Mason doesn't resign, but the preference at this point is still Mason. Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback who's most like Jacoby Brissett. I, I mean, that, I want to be like, if, if Mason and Tannehill don't sign, <laughs> then I'll take Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I, my memories of Jacoby Brissett are playing for what? The Pats or the Colts, which I think happened in the last decade. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that was much longer ago than it feels like to me. Some of these guys have to be early free agency signings if quarterback is truly the position right. of power that it is. Mm -hmm. What about uh, Tyrod Taylor? 
Uh, I mean, it, it it always seemed like he was a guy that maybe could be on the verge of a Gino-like comeback, but uh, I, 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 I'm not feeling it as much as the other names. But skipping ahead to the names that are soon to come, they all of a sudden make Tyrod Taylor look much better than I'd initially anticipated. <laughs> you know, if you told me, hey, it's gonna we're going Kenny QB1 with Tyrod Taylor uh, back there, okay, I'm not I mean, no, I mean, you can certainly do that, but that's also like, wow, Kenny better turn it on this year. <laughs> I mean, because like, because I mean, look, it, it, Kenny could become the franchise quarterback. That's entirely possible. And if it does, he's still going to miss games. I mean, Kenny has shown in his first two years that he's going to get hurt. He's going to miss some games. So then can Tyrod Taylor walk into uh, uh, Indianapolis and win you a game? Can he go into uh, uh, L.A. Chargers and win a game? That Now that I'm talking about it, I realize that's sort of the test for these guys. Can they win on that game when Kenny's nursing a knee and can't uh, 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 take the ball? All right, well, let's give the, with that test in mind, give the thumbs up or thumbs down, Marcus gotcha. Mariota. Didn't he quit on his team? Like, that's that's it for me. I mean, I understand you were in a Netflix documentary, and I, I always thought Mariota had some talent, but, but I mean, you quit on your team. That's, I don't mean to be like the old guy here, but no. Sam Darnold. I have to say thumbs up just because all the rest of the options coming are so much worse. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like that is, that is the... Jameis Winston. No, because it's the same thing as Mitch. It's a tremendously talented guy that throws a bunch of interceptions. Right? You'd rather stick with Mitch if we're going to the I mean, some that's the same names. guy. I mean, at least Mitch knows the playbook. Well, no, Mitch won't know the playbook. It's a new playbook, but still. Drew Locke? <sighs> I mean, my memory, my last memory of him is, is still the the COVID year with with Bud Dupree just spiking him into the ground. It uh, so I'm I'm gonna have to say no only because now the threshold has become: Are you better, uh, uh, possibly better than Sam Darnold? Well, these are all definitely Kenny is the man signs, right? Oh point. yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for our next one. Baker Mayfield. He's not. He's not. They're going to sign him in Tampa. I mean, I. I. And also, Mayfield is in the Cousins Wilson uh, uh, Fields conversation. Of he would start. I mean, it's you know Mayfield was very good down the stretch for the Bucks and almost beat the Lions. So it's uh, it's not some. I mean, I, I. I mean, I'd love to have him if he come for the league minimum. But no, he's going to stay in Tampa and build a, a team there. Right. He. Why would he want to come to Pittsburgh to right. be to maybe be the backup? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, what about Josh Dobbs? I mean, that's a uh, thumbs up. I mean, again, I don't know my voice cracked there, but yeah, if Tannehill and Mason don't come in, Dobbs is absolutely the guy. I mean, because Dobbs passes that test. We spoke of a moment ago. Dobbs can take you into a game in Nashville and bring you out a winner. He can go into uh, that game and, and, you know, and with a uh, conservative offense that runs the ball, Dobbs can play a smart game. What about Mr. Journeyman Joe Flacco, a homecoming to Pittsburgh? I mean, that's almost, yeah, at that point, three-fourths of the AFC North. I mean, it's after transferring from Pitt because he wouldn't start in front of Tyler Palco. Um, I, You know, it, it's the one thing, I, I, I'm glad I do have a Browns fan in my life because he pointed out something I didn't realize is that as much as like they were winning with Flacco, he was throwing more interceptions than you might think. And I think that's kind of the thing that would keep Tomlin and company from bringing in uh, Big Joe is that uh, his propensity to turn the ball over. I'd be fine with it if all like if Sam Darnold says like ah, I can't do it, then we go to Flacco. But um, but yeah, it's it's if if we're ranking these, Flacco's the bottom of the guys I'd accept so far. 
Well, if you look at this, if you know, this is a ranking by expected salary. Look, you know, 24th or 20, 25th on this list is Mason Rudolph be, behind names like uh, Trevor Simeon, A.J. McCarron, Matt Barkley. You know? There are names on here I don't recognize. I have no idea what Logan Woodside is. Uh, Brandon Allen, I had to think about. Nate Sudfeld, I, I have nothing for. Easton Stick, I only know because I've heard because that's such an absurd name. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, it, it is bizarre that how far down Mason is in terms of uh, expected salary. But it's also bizarre that they have Baker behind all these other guys, too, because Baker's going to get paid by Tampa, most likely. Right. He has the legacy of the number one overall. That means something, right? Uh, I mean, well, he also has the legacy of almost winning a playoff game on the road. <laughs> like, it's, you know. All right. We we took, we made a Oh, my gosh. Wrong music. <laughs> My goodness, we've taken long in this first half. We'll make up for it in the second half by going shorter. Mm-hmm. Coming up in the second half, some uh, some con season. Uh, you know, the 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 preseason of free agency, I guess. Yes, the preseason of con season. Mm-hmm. Some Tomlin talk and. The playlist straight from the Steelers locker room. Are you hip with the kids these days? Oh wow, am I not? Just skipping ahead. <laughs> okay, we will uh we'll see you in the second half. the second half or maybe we're already in the fourth quarter <laughs> maybe we'll see we, we, we went don't long put up on, time constraints That's we it. went long on qb talk you know we're just like the insiders themselves we don't we when we don't have anything to talk about we just bloviate <laughs> yes uh bloviate about the bloviation is that uh, is that inception yes. we're the inception <laughs> of steelers podcasts <laughs> Put that on your uh, write a review for that. The, the inception of Steelers podcast. Okay, yeah, we heard you the first time. You don't need to say it, Kyle. All right, let's. We promised. Where is the soundboard? We promised that we were in the thick of it, and by that I mean con season, the the preseason of con season. Uh, but there's still lots to complain about, like. <laughs> Well, we talked QBs for the first half hour. How about at Scarpizio Scarps? The Steelers are more than just a QB away from truly contending. QB is just one of many uncertainties and needs. How true or false is Scarpizio? It depends on how you're defining truly contending. If I think the way it makes sense in a context is to say truly contending is would you be favored in a game with the rest of your roster against a Buffalo, against a Baltimore, the Niners, the Chiefs, one of the, the Lions, one of those teams that played in the final weekend since they were the true contenders, the final four. I, I mean, they're more than a QB away, but I don't know if they're more than a QB away if like they aren't ravaged by injuries. Like I, I, I think the rest of the roster is pretty strong and we sort of saw that down the way but um but i i I think if they're more than a qb away they're not a qb and a lot more away you know what would it be i mean you know i'm just thinking um i mean it would have to be something 
along the defense. I, you know, I'm thinking inside yeah. linebacker or the trenches, or you like, know? or even like. A, I mean, I know because it's one of the things they're apparently going to really look at is getting a second corner, like a partner for uh, Joey Porter Jr. Like that, but yeah, an inside linebacker. I mean, it's because. It's weird because the Chiefs kind of redefined what makes a contending team is they've got like five good players, but they're two of the best ever and like all pro at the other four positions, you know, whereas like the Niners are different. They are a very good player at every level of the team. And um, so I, I, I think it's almost like they're two very diametrically opposed ways to like build a team. And I think the St- and I think the Steelers are trying to go towards the Niner mold where it's like, hey, we'll get all these real good guys and hope this works out. So, yeah, it would be an inside linebacker, maybe like another dominant offensive lineman or it. Uh, yeah. That, in fact, maybe that's what they're truly lacking more than anything else is more Defensive of an offensive lineman. Well, just because I mean. You know, Mason didn't have the most time against Buffalo, and Buffalo's pass rush is good. Offensive lineman. Yeah, the offensive. I'm sorry. Offensive lineman. If I apologize if I misspoke. But yeah, I mean, Mason didn't have the most time against that Buffalo pass rush. It's hard to say the sixth best scoring defense of the season needs to improve to become contending, truly contending. And that's with so many injuries, too. Um, So it's hard to say, you know, but if if the game plan is always to force a team to become one-dimensional by stuffing the run and then blitzing the quarterback, then I would say that it still needs, it still need to focus on the d- defensive side of the ball. I don't know, you know, I mean, truly contending, you know, everyone is, is making the comment this month that you got to have a top 10 quarterback, you know, not mm-hmm. since Trent Dilfer in whatever, was that 2001? I don't know. Yes. You know, you know, or who, uh, I don't know, Flacco, I guess. Was the, well, was I the mean, next- but uh, Flacco's one of the best ever throwing the deep ball. I mean, he really was. Man threw a great deep ball. But I mean, Brad Johnson, Nick Foles. Guys like that have won Super Bowls in our lifetime. You know, but the, I guess the narrative is, well, the game has changed so much now that you, we can never have a Trent Dilfer again. Or, you know, and so I think the Steelers' philosophy is trying to prove that wrong, saying despite not ha- – yeah, sure, everyone wants to have a Mahomes or, you know, despite not having that, we're still going to put a truly contending – I don't know what that means. I think it just means win your division, have a home game in the playoffs. I think, I it, I think his contend – I think the way he's defining contending is still be favored against a player playoff team like one of the you know would you be favored in that matchup but the fact that we're debating all of this it means it's really kind of nebulous and vague yeah it means it's february February. it's still february six more weeks until uh until draft season or something (laughs) um okay how about another con season take from come on is nothing thank you Mm -hmm. at kate McZuick, Kate McZuick. I'm at the point in my Steelers fandom where I'd love to see pure reckless decision making in the pursuit of a Super Bowl ring rather than the same battles of mid they throw on display every season pretending like they're in it. Uh, I, is this? A, I think this might be a false narrative. You know, not that we're truly reckless, but going to get Minka Fitzpatrick is certainly not uh, a battle of mid. Um you know, can making the move for um, drafting up. Did we draft up? Did we trade up to draft uh, Broderick Jones? Yes, so, you know yeah, that, that's not necessarily a mid move. You know, no. Um, I, but but pure reckless decision making. What is that? Going out and signing. You know, uh, 
Right. Oh, it's 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 cousins. It's uh, the big. It's that Sneed corner from Kansas City, or the other corner from the Bears. It's uh, uh, trying to get Tyrion or whatever his name is out of Dallas, the offensive lineman. I mean, I I a hundred percent understand where this woman's coming from, particularly in the context of just seeing the Super Bowl. And there's times I feel that way too. But what keeps me for, makes me remember uh, things are not always this way is remembering that we are in a division with the Browns and with the Bengals. And how <laughs> reckless decision making can leave you at the bottom of a lake for a very long time. I feel like we're always laughing at the reckless decision making in March. You know, the March champion is something you don't want to be. And, um, you know, I feel like maybe we were this past year. Maybe. Well, you know? they were the reckless decision because they had money to spend for the first time. And also, for the first time in a long time, the Steelers, frankly, didn't re sign a lot of their guys. I mean, Terrell Edmonds wasn't worth the uh, uh, the extra bonus or what it would have cost. It was they couldn't match Sutton's uh, uh, what he took from the Lions. So when you can't sign your own guys, then yeah, you have more money to spend. When you miss in the draft, then you have to spend more money in free agency, and that's what happened last year. All right, let's move on to some Tomlin talk. Always room for the Tomlin haters, right? <laughs> At to mini hulk the colonel has died we're going to talk about this steelers are the first team in nfl history to allow 30 points in five straight playoff games you know how i feel about i don't feel that there is a, is a streak or a uh or a trend mm-hmm. among five playoff games and how many you know five i would the last four playoff games go back uh almost a decade when was that patriots game i can't even tell you that was uh 2017 right yeah 2017 so not that. okay we're not that far back then mm-hmm. but uh but you know am i <laughs> oh there's nothing really that connects them i mean tomlin even talked about that in the run-up to the buffalo game he said what do you say the last time you know when we lost to the patriots so i think Herbig was in high school or something like that <laughs> yeah. was his exact quote it um yeah i mean it's 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 not good and it certainly needs to stop but uh but yeah it's to see each of these as it's hard not to see each of these as their own isolated event. If you ask me what, what the what the common you know well, it's hard to say all five of those games, but the common denominator in a lot of them are turnovers. You know, I yes. look at the Cleveland game, I look at the, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville game. game. Um, you know, even the Bills game. You take away that red zone turnover, and maybe Mason's down a score there in the fourth, trying to make a fourth quarter comeback you know and i think each of them what what each of these games have and because you're right and I also piggyback on top of that is they show uh, a real inability to run the ball uh particularly early in the game i mean they're down what 21 to nothing against the the jaguars and it was something similar with the browns but they couldn't run in the patriots game the running game certainly struggled against the bills and uh, they could do nothing on offense in Ben's last game until very late. So that's why, you know, I kind of kept coming back to my idea of the offensive line as being what's holding the back. Because if you can start running in a playoff game, then you can kind of dictate more and more what's happening. Yeah, ball control and, uh, you know, lack of turnovers. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this point is starting to take over because noted Tomlin hater. Mm-hmm. Come on, why is this not working today? Ah, at Pittsburgh Sports, Steeler takeaways. Uh, an epiphany? I didn't realize how bad it was until I laid it out here. Pretty amazing how bad the Steelers' defense have been after turnovers in the playoffs. Goes on to list every game, you know, mm-hmm. two 
Uh, three turnovers against the Browns, three touchdowns. Three turnovers against the Jags, three touchdowns. Ditto, Pats, uh, Kansas City, Bills. You know, of the 11 turnovers, 10 were turned into touchdowns with one field goal near the end of the decided game. Uh, so there is the trend. If anything, it's turnovers and then points off of turnovers. Oh, and, yeah. You know, mm. it, and it seems like. I uh, wonder why Tomlin's philosophy, even today with Kenny, it seems to be the same. Like, let's protect the ball and let's create points off of splash, you know? Right. Oh, absolutely. It's 100%. I mean, it, it's the, the team was unable to uh, stem the momentum coming out of those turnovers uh, through that. So, yeah, that's why I've uh, whatever complaints I may have had about this past year, the conservative uh, conservatism of it uh, uh, rarely bothered me. I mean, that's going to be the plan with this new offense, right? It's not going to be. We're not going back to the run and shoot days of. Uh, no, not until the only time we take it is Kenny would have to be able to prove that he could do that. I mean, it's you know Kenny did in the games where Kenny did go win it in the fourth quarter. It's because they did open up the offense a bit, or hopefully they'd set something up. Even though a lot of people said they didn't, but yeah, if there's run and shoot stuff ever comes back, it's because they either a needed it or b proved they could do it. Well, I think that the band is trying to take the field. The Dermon finally found me a renegade in the man and do lacks on column. Okay. <laughs> Just remember the PPG is not they're they're with the, they're with the fan, you know. Let the legion let's see I, I feel like I have to draw a diagram. It's like the P over here, PPG and the fan. And then over here it's what Jin's talking about and and the world. Okay. And, and the sun. And the sun, yes, the sun and the moon and the terrible towel. <laughs> A couple odds and ends here, starting with at the Simpsons NFL. Every NFL team season in a Simpsons clip. And here is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Many of us are bitter, resentful individuals who remember the good old days. Perfect. I think they nailed it. I don't remember yes. what episode that's from. Uh, but. I have no clue. It might be after I and, and much of America stopped watching. But yes, I definitely remember that that's a pretty good gift. Um, okay, let's get to what we've been waiting for <laughs> at Billboard, Billboard magazine. This is what your favorite athletes are listening to in the locker room. And they've got the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room mix. I don't know. Wow. They had to smuggle this out of the locker room. You know how Tomlin is with the <laughs> locker room sources. And okay. it's some of your favorite artists. <laughs> Who are you familiar with on this list, Greg? Uh, uh, I, 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 have, I can proudly say I've heard of Lil Baby. I've heard of Bankroll Fresh. Um, well, that's the oldie. That's the oldie yeah, on right, this list. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's how I know. The classics here. And I feel like I've heard of these from prior leaks from the Steelers locker room. <laughs> right from the soundtrack of Antonio Brown. Right, um, exactly. Or like this was co what Kobe Hamilton listened to before a big game. It, uh, I mean, I gotta say, I, I am, I am going to keep this and check it out because I imagine some of these songs. Well, I'm not familiar with them. Probably pretty good to do cardio too. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, let's see, little baby. I mean, I work in radio, right? Okay. So I work in top forty. Not, not, some of this is still a little off my radar. Little baby, mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Money bag, yo. Not not exactly sure. But bankroll fresh, of course. Mm -hmm. The take over your trap. That's right. the classic uh, locker room hit. Exactly. Yeah. Gunna, I've heard of. Not familiar. Lil Yachty, uh, okay. I've heard of. He's he's you know been around. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Big X the Plug, mm. not familiar. Big Homie G, not familiar. Okay. Uh, Babyface Ray, T Woo. FTO set, so I, you know, I got to get, and I work in radio, so I got to right. get, on, I got to get on some of these. Okay, I, I will check these out though. I got to say, some of these I will give a look to, and and absolutely, just completely change my YouTube music uh, recommendations. Well, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to do like a fake commercial, like one of those, you know, like Columbia House. Oh, uh, there you go. You know, but I, you know, you know, I didn't have the rights for all this music, gotcha. so. But I thought maybe you could, uh, maybe I could play a beat and you could try your uh, oh. your luck at some of these lyrics oh, here. Oh, good. Okay. Right? This Do you want to... Uh, thank you. Please. Oh. What if I, uh, <laughs> you know, put the... Is that good in your headphones? Go yes. Ahead. Yes, it is. is that, are you going to tell me where to start or am I just going to guess? At, you know, just at, whatever the way you whatever feel. I feel. Whatever I feel possessed me. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm in your city. I'm looking for walk. Walk. Dro- I'm dropping low for that pint. Watch I pull up. Pop. I don't try me, I promise, I'm shook, shook up. up. I might blow this be soon as you look, look up. up. I've been dealing with personal problems. Problems. Rap slow, I might turn to the robber. robber. He got 200 bows, ain't nothing but some lows. lows. We stretching his ass tomorrow. tomorrow. Nice! I, oh. I do like we stretching his ass tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's. Which song was this? I'll listen to this. <laughs> that was uh, Big Homie G. Who oh, got it? Big Homie G. Who got it? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put that on on the treadmill. I could burn a few calories to that. I was, I was pleasantly surprised with many different aspects of that. Uh, well, that's what happens when you don't want to talk about mock drafts. There's nothing to talk about in February with football. Coming up, uh, well, is that what we've been talking about, Coach? I want to make sure we get... <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. Oh, thank you. I want to make sure we got Ooh. your blessing. Uh, coming up, um, you know, in two weeks is the annual Steelers March Madness. You know, mm-hmm. last year we did the 64 greatest Steeler moments in history, mm-hmm. and it whittled down to one moment. Of course, it was the Immaculate Reception, even though I maybe was the only one... Uh, against that mm-hmm. but you know it, it led me on a journey so this oh. year is march sadness <laughs> the 64 saddest moments so maybe there'll be a similar journey um that you know that to go on and so I, I think it's a lot more open field i think there's not one defining thing uh you know you're right in fact there's there you know there's so many moments i couldn't i wasn't sure what should actually make the final 64. I think next week, mm-hmm. maybe we should do a little play-in special uh, to figure, you know, to, to whittle down some of these last spots. You know, the big moments uh, we got locked in, but some of these spots might, uh, you know, might, we might need some uh, fierce debate. Uh, Anything's or... better than a mock draft. <laughs> so we'll do a play-in special for a little bit next week. Maybe not the whole show, but mm-hmm. if you've got some opinions on that, hit us up on the social media i am i'm on tiktok at kyle christ or you can just email me kyle christ at gmail i I, you know we had that yin's pod email and i just didn't check it for a minute and so we got some sticker requests and i just haven't fulfilled those yet so um it's because i it was because i was bad on the on the secondary email you know so many things you're doing that is totally acceptable i'm sure the people who emailed you understand that I, I hope I hear that the uh, I hear the analytics are down. So and it's because they didn't get their stickers. We'll work on that. Um, Greg, where can we follow you on social media? Uh, alas, you can find me on Instagram at Greg Benevent. B is boy E N E V is in Victor E N T. 
Um, you will love the play-in special next week, and then in two weeks, Steelers March Sadness. And mm-hmm. then after that, uh, we're almost at free agency. Right, so we, there's almost going to be something to talk about then. Wow, and that's a deep tease. Okay, <laughs> until next week, keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. 